scripture reading this morning comes to us from the book of Ruth, the fourth chapter, starting at the seventh verse. Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm a transaction, the one took off a sandal and gave it to the other. This was the manner of attesting in Israel. So when the next of kin said to Boaz, acquire it for yourself, he took off his sandal. Then Boaz said to the elders and all the people, today you are witnesses that I have acquired from the hand of Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech and all that belonged to Chilion and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite the wife of Malon, to be my wife, to maintain the dead man's name in his inheritance, in order that the name of the dead may not be cut off from his kindred and from the gate of his native place. Today, you are witnesses. Then all the people who were at the gate, along with the elders, said, We are witnesses. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Absolutely, sir. Today's a, a joyful day for many reasons. Um, it's great to, to all be together. It's also great to have Mark and Lynn with us. Mark sort of has a voice made for reading scripture, I think. <laughs> so thank you for sharing your gifts. It's also great for uh, Bob and Dottie Schaffner to be with us. Uh, for those of you who, who may not know uh, Bob and Dottie, Dottie was the chair of the search committee, uh, so she was sort of important in, in me ending up here. Uh, so I'm thankful that they're with us this morning as well. <clears throat> um, I told Leslie my goal was to have a 10-minute sermon this morning. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. <clears throat> um, so this morning, I mean, you might see the, the symmetry here, why we're spending uh, our time in the eighth book of the Bible, also known as the book of Ruth. Uh, this eighth book of the Bible actually features two women who were widows, one of whom was also a foreigner, and her name was Ruth. And Ruth, in a particular way, embodies in her life the character of God as it is shared with us and characterized by that word hesed, the steadfast love of the Lord which endures forever. And we also know a Ruth this morning who's become a part of that steadfast love and devotion. Uh, so as we turn our eyes to the scripture, let us pray together. Almighty God, we praise you and we give you thanks for your great love for us and the ways in which you meet us by your mercy. We thank you for gathering us down by the river this morning to pray that we might rejoice in the renewing waters of baptism so that we might have our hearts and eyes and ears and minds opened by your word so that we might be led to your table where we can feast with you and be joined to you. Speak now, Lord, for your servants listen. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
So the book of Ruth <clears throat> uh, shares a lot. It's an incredible book. It's a very short book. You could go home and read it in 20 minutes. I encourage you to do that in honor, at least, of Ruth this morning. But the book outlines the story of Naomi and Elimelech who go out from the land of Israel because there's a famine. They lived in Bethlehem. That town should sound familiar. They lived in Bethlehem. There was a famine. They went to the land of Moab, which was south and east, and they there made a life. They found food. Their, son, their sons married. But before long, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and then her two sons died, and it was Naomi and Ruth and her other daughter-in-law. It was a hard time, as you might imagine. Naomi determines that what she must do is to go home. There's nothing there for her in the land of Moab. She encourages her daughter-in-laws to stay, to remain, to go back to their families because there they would have a place. Naomi had nothing to offer her, and one of the daughter-in-laws did go. But the other, Ruth, uttered those, those famous words, No, Naomi, where you go, I will go. Where you dwell, I will dwell. Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. That's the hesed. That's the steadfast love which endures forever. It sounded so much like the promises that God had made to Israel. I am the Lord your God, the Lord who led you out of slavery in Egypt. I will be your God. You will be my people. And we will go to a land of promise, and there I will dwell with you as your God. Ruth's words sounded so much like the God in whose image she and every person in the world had been made. And so they returned. They go back to the land of Israel. They return during a time of harvest. It was the practice in those days. If you didn't have food, what you would do, do is you would go and you would glean. As the folks harvested their wheat and their grain, they would gather this up into bundles, but some of the grains would fall on the ground. And so they were there for your picking up if you were hungry enough to do it. This was always a biblical example to me until I went to Malawi and there were people, it was during a time of harvest, there were people in the markets places and going to the markets and they would drive bicycles and it looked like a, almost like a Dr. Seuss drawing because they would have 12 or 15 feet high bundles stacked on the back of their bike and it was like, how in the world is that balancing? Of course, some of the greens fell to the ground and I saw children following after and picking up grains from the ground and if they got a handful they'd eat it that's how hungry they were that's the plight of Naomi and of Ruth in the text you could imagine that just for a minute Naomi and Ruth are there they meet the, story, the, the, the book recounts for us their meeting uh, Ruth's meeting with Boaz, who says, who is this foreign woman in the field? He discovers it's Ruth. He had heard about her and her faithfulness to her mother-in-law, and it was amazed at this and said, look, Ruth, you stay in my field. I'll instruct my workers not to touch you, to harm you. You are safe here. He said, you come, drink from my wells so that you can have water. He said, I'll even instruct some of my workers to leave not just the grains, but some of the harvest for you making sure she had enough. 
Ruth shared this wonderful news with Naomi. Naomi sends her at the time of threshing to go and to lay down at the feet of Boaz. And when he awakened and saw her there, she asked for him essentially to be and to become their kinsman redeemer. That word redeemer should also sound familiar to a bunch of Christians in church on a Sunday morning. The redeemer. The role of the redeemer. Someone's husband passed away. Was to take on responsibility for his relative's family. Wife or children, widows, those in need. And Boaz agrees to this. And the section that Mark read for us was actually a snapshot of the formal covenant agreement when this would take place. It was a picture, or the reading took place at the city gate, where, at, where this is the place where contracts were enforced, where business was enacted. People had come to the city gate. Boaz goes to the city gate. He gathers elders to come and to be witnesses to this event. There's a kinsman redeemer who was more closely related who was willing to take on Naomi, but not Ruth. And so he passes on this obligation, and Boaz does not. Described in the scriptures as a righteous man, Boaz agrees there in the presence of all, says, you are witnesses to this, that he was taking on responsibility for Naomi and that he was marrying Ruth. And in that moment, they went from kids picking up grain just to get enough to eat to people who had a home, an identity, a future, provision, protection, a place to grow and to serve and to love and to be. They became, and Ruth became in that moment, a member of the household of the Redeemer. So my quick point is to just hopefully illustrate that something very similar to that and on a very much a deeper level has happened today, this morning. Ruth, our Ruth, has come. And she has been brought out of the world just like Ruth was brought out of the foreign lands to the home of Israel. So Ruth has been brought out of the world and here to this place. The Ruth in the scriptures is brought by Naomi, her mother-in-law. And our Ruth has been brought by her mother and her father. And she has come here today. And the elders have been gathered and witnesses have come to this moment and have seen Ruth as she enters into the promises of her Redeemer, Jesus Christ, who welcomes her joyfully into the household of God. And this day, you have seen her as she has been transformed and been given an identity. She was baptized into a name, the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Her name is now joined to God's very name. She's been given a place here with us. She's been given God's family to love her and to guide her and to provide for her. And yes, to nurture her life with him so that she, like her namesake, will grow and grow and develop 
into a living example of God's has said, his steadfast love, which endures forever. What a joyful day that really defies description. Indeed, it is a holy sacrament and a holy mystery. But we rejoice that Ruth belongs to God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.